Businesses are investing major time and money to confuse their customers. Uh, wait, hold on, what? Welcome to Sky Blue Wealth Weekly. I am glad to have you here with us, everybody. I'm your host, Eric Powers, and I'm the owner of Sky Blue Wealth and a fee-only certified financial planner. Also, I'm licensed to represent taxpayers before the Internal Revenue Service as an enrolled agent. So this podcast covers financial news and updates, and our goal is to keep you informed so that you can save money and earn more while you grow your retirement accounts. Now, I got to tell you, today's show is going to help a lot of people out there with small businesses, not just the owners, but managers and the marketers too. So we're going to dive headlong into the biggest problems facing small businesses in 2023. It's always something, right? Pandemics or inflation or cars crashing through your front door. And trust me, that last one happens or businesses obviously wouldn't otherwise bother to put in those yellow concrete posts. There are a lot of bad drivers out there, folks. So let's get into the show. And don't forget to stick around until the very end for the biggest problems that most businesses face, that they're bringing on themselves, but that they could correct within about three days. Okay, let's start here. Staffing. Many small businesses are still struggling to attract new employees. 40% of businesses said so at the beginning of 2023, and that's according to Forbes. But retaining current staff was a big pain in the neck too, according to 21% of those who were surveyed. The source of this problem? Well, it's not just one thing. You've got a ton of able-bodied men who are not even seeking work, which we've discussed here before. And after the pandemic, a lot of people retired early, while others got tired of working in terrible environments. An example is retail, where workers had to deal with the COVID-stressed people face-to-face and simply had enough of it and quit, never to return. I don't have a grand solution to finding good employees, but I would suggest investigating your application process. Many applicants see the digital application process as a big black hole. They fill out the form online and never get a confirmation that their application resume was even received or looked at. Also, talk to a group of people that were potential employees, even if they're not interested at the moment. I saw where some companies were inviting Gen Zers to be on their board so that they could get a feel for what their younger customers wanted. You don't have to let a 19-year-old be your CEO, but it would be wise to see what's going on in the younger generation's mind. They will be the largest part of the workforce one day, you know. Okay, the next problem reported is inflation. 54% of small business owners cite inflation as the top concern, according to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, in a July 2023 report. So get this. Inflation is hurting nearly all businesses. Surprise? This report notes that inflation was an issue regardless of region, number of employees, or sector. And you know what? We keep reading how inflation is falling, but when fuel prices and grocery bills don't seem to drop, it's hard to get all giddy about vague statistics and shaky predictions. You know, I even saw a headline last week where people were buying off-brand dog food to save money. Things have gotten serious if Lassie has to cut back. Look, inflation was not a problem for many years. So the possibility by most folks just got ignored. It's human nature. But now it's on everybody's minds. Consumers, of course. Also those running and operating businesses. And that's where financial planning comes in. You don't plan for tomorrow or next month's possibilities. It's best to plan for next year and at least try to project what will happen in the next five to 10 years. Planning certainly isn't perfect and has to be somewhat nimble, but it's miles closer to perfect than no plan at all. Okay, moving on to the next major problem for small businesses, rising interest rates. This could lead to a lot more businesses looking for alternative funding sources or holding off on big purchases. 
or perhaps buying used equipment instead of new. Think of all the businesses that held off on buying new work trucks, for example, in 2020, because new vehicle prices had spiked so high and the lack of supply chain alternatives left a lot of lots empty. These companies probably figured prices would fall pretty soon, so they waited, only to get hit with a major interest rate increase that compounded the high cost of buying company vehicles. I saw the other day where the average new car cost has hit $50,000. Yikes. And guess what? There must have been a ton of businesses that were planning to start up, but never got the chance due to high interest rates. Certainly, bootstrapping is a good way to go to avoid debt in a business, but not everyone can start that way. You also have to wonder how many small business owners out there planned to buy a building for their business, like a restaurant, so that they could stop renting, but had to cancel those plans due to high interest rates. Okay, up next, the problem, as we mentioned, with supply chains. Everything is not 100% back on track, despite this issue not being in the forefront anymore. I heard a guy mention yesterday how his sister's car needed a part to get back on the road. But get this, it would take 365 days to get that part. That's a whole year and just crazy to imagine. But even worse, what if you owned a florist shop and you needed that car in order to deliver your flowers, right? It's a good lesson here that connects to financial planning. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket, right? Seek out alternative suppliers and vendors just in case. That way you don't have to do a mad scramble to get one of your best selling products or a vital part for some piece of equipment. You got to plan, 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 or better yet, iterate, iterate, iterate your way through. And by the way, here at Sky Blue Wealth, we've worked with many business owners since 2008 in order to help them plan for their retirement, how to best exit their business when that time comes, and how to be organized to avoid unforeseen circumstances. So if you have financial questions related to your business, certainly schedule an appointment to speak with me. Our contact information is in the show description, and I'd love to talk with you about your needs. Our next small business issue on many people's minds, remote work and digital transformation. I know, remote work mainly applies to businesses that employ information workers. It's really hard for plumbers, farmers, and electricians to do that kind of thing, right? But remote work, and now the reversing of work from home policies, are one reason that staffing issues we talked about earlier are still a problem. Workers who loved avoiding traffic and saving time on commutes, they really did not want to return to the office not even in a hybrid work scenario. And some had no choice, but the top tier employees with unique skill sets did have a choice. They could leave for another company. Good lesson here. Fairness is now talked about a lot in the workplace, but just because Joe the accountant has to come to the office again, that doesn't necessarily mean that Gina, the database administrator, should have to be forced to. Her skill set is not as common. No offense to accounts, of course. In short, remote work perks can keep your business from having to replace hard-to-find workers with certain abilities. And for the digital transformation, I know for a fact that many small businesses are struggling with what they should be doing to promote their business. They dabble with Facebook promotions. They test out ads on Instagram. They start an email newsletter. It's a lot of work just to promote the work that you actually do. It leaves their heads spinning, and most of the time, not a lot of results for all of the effort. I think the best advice here is not to chase every new trend. Just because TikTok launched a new instant shopping feature right on the app does not mean that your retail store needs to start selling on TikTok. It could be a great way to add revenue, but it could also eat up extra time that you don't have to spare. Saying no really is a superpower when it comes to digital marketing in 2023. That leads us to the number one problem facing small businesses 
And it's a totally fixable problem too, easy and fast. This is what we were talking about earlier, that in three days, if you invest three days in correcting this, you'll see results pretty quick. The problem with many businesses, especially newer ones, is they're not being clear with their customers. In fact, they're confusing customers. Collectively, this costs businesses giant piles of revenue week after week. You see, business owners often think that they need to be cute or clever with their marketing, which often makes their marketing message unclear. I've made this mistake myself. Even a little bit unclear can cause customers to walk away. People who visit a website for the first time are only going to spend about nine seconds before they decide to stay or click away. On the average webpage, users will read about 28% of the words. So the first headline on a business's website must be crystal clear or you could risk losing the customer who may never visit your site again. If you own an accounting firm, the headline on your homepage should make it clear what you offer. Using a clever slogan may actually be confusing for a website visitor, and you just can't risk that. Remember, what's in your head is not what's in the head of the potential customer or client. They're busy, they're rushed, and may not know much about your business at all. So simplify as much as you possibly can to make sure that even a caveman can understand exactly what your company can do for him and make it understandable within seconds. Now, I'm a certified financial planner. I'm not a marketer. I came across this information from a website designer that I know. He's a big fan of this book called Marketing Made Simple by Donald Miller, who's also the author of a book called StoryBrand. So this website guy says that most businesses want to put too much text in their website. They want to say it all so they don't leave anything out. Also, he has to convince them that they don't need to lose sleep over picking colors and fonts for their website. It needs to be nice in design, but the main point is that it has to be a website that tells visitors exactly how the small business can solve their specific problems. Some of the best main pages that I've ever seen on a website are only that one page. You don't have to scroll down in order to get more content. It's right there, plain and simple. Back to this website designer, he makes sure that each page of the site has obvious ways, multiple obvious ways, for visitors to make a purchase, get in touch with the small business, or to sign up for a service. Simplify the message and means by which the sale is made. It's elegant. You can apply this to your small business website, to your marketing emails, to your social media ads, postcards, and whatnot. It's a mistake to use marketing that is unclear in any way. Coca-Cola is a different example, which I'm going to use. They can run funny polar bear commercials because Coke has been around since 1886. They're a household name, so there's zero confusion about what Coca-Cola is, right? Okay, we're going to move along, but please do pass this information along to anybody else who you think could use it. Maybe you are not a business owner, and they are. Just simplifying and clarifying the marketing messages and materials can increase a small business's revenue in no time. It can be as simple as cutting back 70% of the words on your website's homepage. Only include vital information. It's hard to cut back, yes, but it pays off. In fact, that book that I was talking about highlights the independent study that proved clear marketing approaches are way more effective. All right, are you ready to do a recap? The major problems facing small businesses are finding and retaining good employees. Inflation and rising interest rates are hurting the bottom line too. The supply chain is in better shape, but some businesses are still dealing with hurdles in that area. We mentioned remote work and trying to keep up with the digital transformation. Also, a note on a couple of small business issues that we didn't get to. Employee benefits are always tough to deal with. Costs paperwork regulation just a major headache for small business owners, 
but to keep good employees, benefits matter. Another problem we didn't get to was improving customer experience. This matters more in some areas than others. Just showing up and doing what you promise is enough in some industries, but in others, that's actually the bare minimum and studies are showing that people expect better customer experiences. Modern life has become an on-demand and younger generation, especially because better experiences. But I still say most businesses can fix a lot of their issues by clarifying their marketing and making their advertising simpler so that people don't miss the core message. Before we wrap up, remember, my information is in the show notes. You got a tax question about your business? Are you considering a 401k rollover? Thinking you should work through your estate plan and protection planning? Want to be able to pay for your kid's college? Contact us today and join the clients we've helped to manage their financial future over the past 15 years. Thanks for listening. Hope you tune in next time and you all enjoy the rest of your day. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor.